Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Live the World Christian Tabernacle International Noonday Bible Study. We are so excited that you have tuned in today. You are in the building. We love God for what he is doing, what he's about to do. We love him for who he is in our lives. And we bless him, we glorify him, and we magnify him. We lift his name high in this place. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Hallelujah. Truly God is good and is worthy to be praised. We magnify him, we glorify him, and we lift his name high. Amen. Another day that he has spared us, another day, amen, that we're here with the use of activity of our limbs. Amen. A sound mind. Hallelujah. And we thank God we know it's his grace that did it to us, for us, because so many people did not wake up this morning. And those who woke up, maybe couldn't even get up. But look at you and I. We are here. Hallelujah. And we can raise our hands. We can lift our voice. We can say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you. Hallelujah. For this is the day that you have made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We will bless him. Amen. At all times. His praises shall continually be in our mouth. My soul would make a boast thereof, and the humble will hear about it, and they will be glad. Oh, hallelujah. We bless him. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for being here today. Greetings on behalf of our Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, our co-founder, and our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Oshibar Hartman. And Amen. We love God for what he's doing in our lives, and he is an awesome God. He has been so good to us. Hallelujah. He has blessed us from the rocking of our cradle up to this present time. So we bless him and we magnify him for it. Amen. And we are here today to study again. Hallelujah. The book of Romans. Before we do that, we're going to open the word of prayer. And then we're going to go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We magnify your name, God. You are so great and you're so awesome, Lord. So, God, we come, Lord God, just thanking you for another day, another opportunity that we can call upon your name, Lord, lift you up and give you praise. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you have called us to righteousness, God. You have called us out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be workmen for you, Lord. I thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for this Bible study, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your word will go forth, oh God, and that we will hear your word and that we will receive your word and that we will be doers of your word, God. We thank you, Lord God, for those that are here uh, in the building, God, and we pray for those that are online and listening, God. We thank you right now, God. We give you glory right now, Lord God, that we want to do your will, Lord God. We want to be in right standing with you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, as we study, Lord God, help us to be able to understand and be able to grasp what the Spirit of God is saying to us, Lord. We thank you for it, and we give you glory. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we lift up our hands to you, Lord. We thank you, thank Lord. You, Lord. Thank Hallelujah, you. Lord God. Hallelujah. For your awesomeness, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace. We thank you for your joy. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, for giving us 
health and strength, oh God, to move forward in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you, God, that the joy of the Lord continues Hallelujah. to be our strength. Thank Hallelujah. You, so we praise your name for it, Lord. We give you glory for it, Lord. Yes, we give Lord. you praise. We give you honor, Lord. We open that you are blessed by the light of the world. Christian Tabernacle International Church, Lord. Bless our leaders. Bless our archbishop, Lord God, as you travel, Lord. Bring her home safely, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for our service on tonight as well, Lord, that as the woman of God comes to teach the word tonight, we are praying, Lord God, that your anointing, hallelujah, will be in this place. But, Lord, yes, we are praying that you will bring the people out, Lord, yes, that you will bring us out, God, hallelujah, yes, to hear the word, God, hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord, to be up and support, Lord God, hallelujah, to the house, oh God. We thank you for it. And God, we Give you glory for the faithful workers, Lord God, at the light of the world, Lord yes, God. Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless yes, you, Lord. Thank you. And you bringing them in, God, ready to work, Lord God. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. We pray for Ms. Laura today, Lord God. We are praying that, that she is well, Lord God. Mm-hmm. She is well, Lord God. And the surgery went well, Lord. We are thanking you right now, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That she's resting. Uh, peaceably, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. And mm-hmm. we give you glory. And we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. And we give you honor, Lord God. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lord, everybody say amen. 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 But they don't know you like 
the impossible. Hallelujah. Welcome. Here is Romans, the 10th chapter. And again, we are, know that Paul is still talking to uh, the church at Rome where we have two different uh, ethnic groups involved in the church. And uh, they are now born-again believers. They are not, they're no longer unsaved. These are born-again believers in the church at Rome. And the Paul is again trying to straighten them out. And so in the 10th chapter, he's talking about the righteousness of God. And uh, 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 he, 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 uh, Paul overviews God's righteousness in Israel's present rejection. So, and then he talked uh, 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 about the prayer concerning God's righteousness, the source of God's righteousness, the availability of God's righteousness, the reception of God's righteousness, and lastly, we talk about the presentation of God's righteousness. And so today we will talk about the rejection of God's righteousness by the Jews. And so uh, lastly, we talk about the presentation of God's righteousness. And, and the week before that, we talk about the reception. The reception is that we confess with our, our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We shall be saved. That's the receiving the righteousness of God. That's how the reception of God's righteousness, Paul is trying to show these folks at the church in Rome. Hallelujah. And he said, now, you don't have to do any of the Ten Commandments. Uh, 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 you don't have to do any of those rituals, those sacrifices that you did make uh, 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 once a year for your, uh, your atonement and all these sacrifices. You don't have to do that anymore. You just have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and you shall be saved. Then he went on to say, now, how can they believe except, how can they believe, how can they call on something they don't believe? Then how can they believe unless they hear something? And how can they hear something unless somebody is sent to tell them? So, so Paul is saying that, that now it is tied up in somebody preaching the gospel. Uh, 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 you can confess with your mouth, uh, 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 but if you don't, nobody told you about God's grace, you won't have nothing to confess to. If somebody didn't tell you that the wages of sin is death, you won't know that you are a sinner and you need to be saved. And so Paul is saying that now uh, 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 somebody has to present the gospel to you. And so, uh, so uh, somebody has to present it. So the sinner must call on the Lord to be saved, and the sinner must believe in order to call <laughs> on the Lord, and then the sinner must hear in order to believe. So one, you can't get one without the other. And so he said that uh, 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 we have to definitely to believe the gospel. And that's why he said, beautiful are, the, are those at the feet of the one who preached the gospel of peace. You know, some people don't come in peace. I heard uh, the predator of that movie, uh, uh, they, I come in peace. 
Uh, but everybody ain't coming for you. But the gospel of Jesus Christ brings peace, and it brings us righteousness. It, the, the peace that it gives us now, we are no longer the enemy of God. <laughs> we have we have waved our white flag. That's why we confess. We give up and we realize that we are guilty, and we wave the white flag and say, I yield, I yield my life unto you. And so uh, Paul is, is telling us now that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so in, uh, in order to, uh, uh, without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. So in order to, to, to call on the Lord to be saved, you first have to have faith that in your calling will result in your salvation. Uh, somebody can tell you that, but until you believe that, until your faith kicks in that that is going to happen, you will not be saved. You can repeat what the preachers say, but you will not be saved until you believe that by you saying those words, you will now know that you will be saved. Not that you might be, that you could be, but that you are saved based on your confession from your heart, not from your lips. <laughs> your confession cannot be just from your lips. It's got to be from your heart. And so uh, Paul is, is, is trying to stress them that you have to have the faith of God, and the word of faith is nigh in your mouth. You don't have to run all over town to try to find it. Because we have all heard the truth. Sometime or another, we heard the truth, even if we just heard it uh, 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 as somebody else talking about it. Uh, they, they may not even be talking to you, but you've heard the truth. You've heard the gospel. You heard somebody radio playing. You heard some uh, 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 somebody preaching when you wasn't paying attention. I know you went to a funeral sometime. You, you, you heard the gospel sometime. And so uh, uh, now you have to believe the gospel that you heard. And so uh, now Paul is going to, we're going to start on verse 18, where Paul is uh, talking about eight inexcusable reasons. He's going to demonstrate in these last uh, uh, four verses that we're covering. I didn't know, uh, I didn't realize that the book of the 10th chapter was so short. (laughs) Amen. But it got a lot of stuff in it. Got a lot lot of things in it. So, uh, uh, we're going to read uh, the 18th and 19th verse, uh, Elder Davis, and then we'll, we'll go forth. Uh, 18 and 19. But I say, have they not heard? Mm. Yes, verily, the sound went into all the earth, mm. and the words unto the end of the world. Mm. But I say, did not. Mm-hmm. 
together mm. by them that are no people and by a foolish nation I will anger you. Still mm-hmm. coming against the word of God, not doing what God uh, told you. Mm-hmm. One of the situations where you say one thing <laughs> and do another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this thing that I've been following of Israel, uh, God, and God said, took him out of Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Paul is continually reminded them of what they be, what they are, and what they what they do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, those of you online, if you wanna wanna participate in the discussion, press one so we can bring you live, and 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 so we can uh, hear from you, so we can know that your background is suitable for uh for, for this uh program. Press one on your phone, and we'll bring you live. Amen. We are uh, Romans, the 10th chapter, and we uh, just read the 18th and 19th verse. And so it says, anybody else, before we go on, uh, uh, it says that, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily they, their sound went into all the earth and, the wor- and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation, I will anger you. Mm-hmm. So even Moses said, even when uh, uh, coming out of Egypt, Moses is telling them that this is what God is going to do because he has given them everything still hard-headed and stiff-necked and rebel against God. And so Moses is saying that you have heard the truth. And, you know, you cannot be jealous of something unless you believe it belongs to you. Think about it. You will never be jealous about something unless you think it belongs to you. Now, whether it belongs to you or not, (laughs) if you think that you have the right to have it, You'd be jealous if somebody else got it. And so now God came to the Jews. He used a Gentile, which is Abraham. He used a Gentile, which is Abraham. He used a Gentile, which is Abraham, to produce the Jews. Abraham was a heathen. He was a, 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 a idol maker. But God chose him and made him the father of many nations and produced Israel out of his womb. And so, uh, uh, and he began to, God began to uh, uh, call Israel as his chosen people. So they had privilege. They were chosen by God. And in their choosing, they heard God repeatedly loving them, providing for them, taking care of them. They repeatedly heard everything from generation to generation. They also heard that the prophet says that, that a, a unto us 
a child is born. Unto us a son is given. They heard all the prophecy that he's going to bring his son into the world to save the world. They knew that Jesus, the Messiah, would come. But still, after he came, they rejected him. So, so are you saying now? Now, now, listen. What you know, Paul is talking about. Faith come by hearing, right? And hearing by the word of God. So we, they heard the word, but did not believe. And they had had it first, and didn't honor it. They had it first and didn't cherish it. Didn't cherish it enough. And I always bring the example where uh, you know how. And and what what happened on 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 Palm Sunday? They got excited. They began to put palm branches down. But you know the only reason why they did it was because it had to happen. It was already prophesied, right? When Jesus told them to go get that coat, and if the if the master asked who who asked for, just say the the the, the Lord required, mm-hmm. and they had to do it. And so the people had to give him praise. Mm-hmm. They wasn't doing it out of their own free will. They had to demonstrate that because it was already prophesied. Mm-hmm. So these people who seen the prophecy being fulfilled, now a Savior is born, mm-hmm. and here goes this man, got a gospel, and he's doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm-hmm. And so it should be a clue. And, you know, Nicodemus had it, but he was just scared. He came at night and said, now, no man can do these miracles except God is ascended. He he had this. Now, he was part of the crew. He's part of the Pharisees, right? And so he, 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 he know that he, and he didn't say me. He said we. So that has been discussing this stuff that Jesus is doing. Now listen to it. The Pharisees are discussing the miracles and stuff that Jesus and uh, Nicodemus came to himself and say, we realize that you got to be down to be a prophet sent from God. But guess what? He don't have enough <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to say this is the man of this is the son of God. Now look at look at the, the Samaritan woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. They call her she was a, a wayward woman. She had five husbands and the one she had wasn't all. So she was low of low esteem. Right? But here this lady when she heard that Jesus said, she said, you know what? My father has told us that when the Messiah comes, this is what he's going to do. And this is what he's going to say. Now, this lady didn't, didn't uh, uh, claim to be no scholar. She wasn't among the scribes or the Pharisees. She was called a dog, really, the, the uh, Samaritans were. But this lady heard, we're talking about hearing, right? 
Paul says, I'm hearing. She heard what Jesus said that the Father speaks for worshipers, and when they worship him, they worship him in spirit and in truth. And she said, it clicked in her head. She heard Shema. We talked about Shema last week, right? Shema is hearing with the ability to do. Hearing to obey, not hearing just to hear. You know, we hear just sometimes just to hear somebody talk or hear ourselves talk. But she heard what Jesus said, and it clicked in her spirit that our forefathers were telling us that when the Messiah comes, this is what he's going to say. Now, the Pharisees had the same thing, but even more in more depth. They studied the stuff, the Pharisees, the, 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 the prophecies. They studied all these things down through the years. So when Jesus came and said what he said, his first sermon, they ought to say, hmm, the, 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 the prophecies say, well, when the Messiah comes, this is what he's going to say. But no, they hardened their heart. Nicodemus was the spokesman for the rest of the crew because they had their little discussion. He said, we, right? But they didn't want to give in to what they heard because the hardness of their heart. And so that's what Paul is saying. Now, y'all, now, y'all in this church in Rome, y'all trying to make these uh, 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 Gentiles do the, the Jewish rules and, and, and laws. They're free from that. You know, one time they tried to get the, 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 the Gentiles to get circumcised. <laughs> like they converted to Judaism. Paul said, no, 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 it's by faith. And so if we hear the gospel, we got to hear it to do it. You can see people come to church every Sunday, hear a good word, man, and hear and I mean, they shouting, and I mean, whoo, they, they fling a shot and doing everything and going around in three circles, and they get home, and they go back to the same old, same old. So next Sunday, they got to come and get on the altar again because they didn't hear it, Shema. It just sounded good, tinkle their ears, and that's it. But it never penetrated their heart. So that's what Paul is saying, what's happening in this church, is you guys, uh, you had the truth and didn't cherish it. You had the unadulterated gospel and you didn't cherish it. So even way back, Moses told y'all. And, you know, Jews don't believe nothing except you, you call the, Moses, the name Moses. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to call. If you call Moses' name, then you can, you can get their attention a little bit. So Paul knows that. So Paul says, even Moses said, Y'all were hot at it even back then. Didn't want to hear back then. And God said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make y'all jealous. So when you have something and you see somebody else with it, you get jealous. That's why God said he's a jealous God. He didn't want to love nobody but him. Right? Because we belong to him. He made us. He created us. So when you, when you think you own something, and you see somebody else with it, <clears throat> you're going to get there. <laughs> you, you're going to get jealous. 
because you know it belongs to you. So now the Jews know that salvation was for the Jews. <laughs> so now they see the Gentiles getting saved. They got a problem with it. But that's why God did it, to provoke them to jealousy. Right? Any, any other comment on that? Lewis? Verse 18 and 19. Because Paul is talking to them about hearing. Hearing. Oh. Now, now there's that the, the jealousy is not the sin. Uh, anger is not the sin, because the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." And so, so the thing is that the emotion is that because and God has the right because He owns us. We do belong to Him. <laughs> and so, but the thing about us as human beings, we don't own anything. But if we think we own, if we own, if we own, if, if it's our spouse, we have the right to be jealous. If, if, it's, if it's our children, we have a right because they came out of our loan. But if, if, it's, if it's a job and the manager decides to promote somebody else, it's not yours. It's who the manager gave it to. You can work hard. And, you know, the thing is about, about employees. A good employee doesn't necessarily mean it's a good manager. And a lot of times we get twisted by thinking because I'm a good employee, I need to be promoted. You might be just good right there in that same spot. You may not have the quality or the ability to manage or to supervise. And your manager might see that in you, but because you think you do all this work, and you do it real good, you think you ought to be promoted, but that ain't necessary to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at the court. I had a uh, this guy who friend of mine. And he said, he said, Salary, thank you, and what about your work? And um, keep in mind, my colleagues, and 
Everybody can't be a man, and 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 we get we get it twisted where because I'm a good worker, because right. every good preacher is not a pastor. Yeah, you can be a great preacher, but you may not be pastoral equipment. Right. But people get it twisted because he can preach. Well, that's a pastor right there. <laughs> Preaching and pastoring is. Two different things all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times we get, we get it mixed up uh, about the anointing because uh, a person is good at this in the church. We all assume that he was anointed to, to do that particular thing. Bishops uh, can appoint a person to a position that she can't anoint. And when God or put the person in position to anoint that person to that position. He may anoint it to be part of it, but you can't take that same anointing and go over and be punished to the other. So God gives you the rules, if he appoints you, he's going he's to anoint mm-hmm. And a lot of us, we, uh, we get to the top of the anointing that we will be given well, we can't just go all the way up to the top of the world, rule the world. And all you, all God told you, you may be called just from one thing. You may be called just from witnessing one person mm-hmm. you had your whole life. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are uh, just called being part of My wife is a good one. She's been greedy ever since she's been, been in life. She's been for some years. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not only about how she goes over to a man's feet, it's about how that's what she is. She has that a personality, she's a smile at people, she wants to kill them, she loves people. And the other person I said, man, I don't do no green <laughs> One person I said, uh, you are real good people, you ought to be a teacher. What? I don't want to do that. The Bible says, relax yourself in the law, and he will give you the desire of your heart. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Those of you online, you can press one on your phone if you want to get into this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Romans, the 10th chapter, verses 18 and 19. Paul is talking about hearing and how the Jews rejected what they heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rejected what they heard, and it came to them first. It came through them and to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they, and they rejected it. And, 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 and so so uh, we have to be careful. Uh, we, we're in a church, a Bible-based church, who's preaching the gospel, who's preaching the word, and if we're rejecting it, we're just like these Jews. Yeah. Now, these Jews will believe it. They, they confess Jesus as their Savior. Mm-hmm. And Paul is just getting them straight. Y'all trying to hang on to some old stuff, mm-hmm. the old uh, stuff that y'all, tradition that y'all used to do. You got to get out of that. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
And so it got to be the word of God. And the word of God is saying when Jesus came and preached on the mount, he tells us what we need to do. There's two basic uh, commandments. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. If you, and you only can do that if you're born again. Because agape is the only way to love God and love your neighbor. Because some neighbors are unloving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might as well tell the truth. <laughs> but agape don't differentiate. It just loves you anyway. In spite of who you are, in spite of what you do, agape still loves. And the only way you can love that way is through being born again of the spirit and of the water, not of the flesh. Because this flesh should be ready to. <laughs> let's, let's go outside. Let's go outside and straighten this out. Yeah, we, yeah we, 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 get this, we get the scripture mixed up sometimes because you say delight. So the first part of that is delight yourself. Yeah. Now, when you delight yourself, meaning that nothing else you want but God. So if, you, if all God is what all you want, your desire is going to be what he wants. <laughs> That's what we, we, we think is about our desire. After you delight yourself, your desires become his. Mm-hmm. And if your desire has not become his, you haven't delighted yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, 
That's the key. That's the key. You have not been like yourself yet. You just like yourself. You ain't like yourself. You like yourself. <laughs> you don't like yourself. You have not delight yourself. So when you delight yourself in the Lord, then whatever God wants you to have, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like that scripture also that says, if you abide in me, my word abide in you, you could ask for what you will. The thing about that is once you abide in the word and the word abide in you, whatever you ask is going to be the will of God for your life. So he can't back up off his will, so he will give you his will. But that's what you're going to ask for is his will. And so that's how we hear the word of God, to Shaman, not just our Yeah. 
You got angels that look like angels and change like angels. He changes into angels and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And all what we want to know is the difference in the Word and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's good. So we want to see those uh, different spirits that uh, tell the Spirit and then the anger spirit. It is a murder spirit. Oh, yeah. um, and the thing is, you're not thinking that when you first start out. It kind of slip in on you. It's not necessarily slip in on you, but you don't know it's going that far. You know, like a murder spirit, yeah. because the jealousy gets so bad and the anger gets so bad until you start doing something. That's what you're talking about is that the devil is the one that's bringing that, and once you, you get it, you'll start holding on to it, and those spirits will start multiplying on you from one spirit to another. I hope we understand it's a big difference in the two. The one, you have a child, and that child um, really um, honors someone else's daddy. They honor someone else's daddy. But guess what? That's your child. So you may be jealous concerning that. So the thing is, or whether or not you get jealous to the point of sinning, or you have a jealousy like God, you're not sinning, but you're jealous just because. That's my baby. That nobody should have, should be holding that 
honor with, with my baby. You understand, y'all understand what I'm saying? Or it could be something that you really, that you was desiring, like Susan uh, Bass said, the job, the dude wanted the job, uh, but they gave it to him. Now, the job probably wasn't his. It was Dickon Bass. So therefore, you now, that's when you when you said the word idolatry, that's when I thought about that part, so we can understand the difference between the two. Because Pastor Burfield is saying it. He's saying what it is that that the word is saying uh, concerning it. So he's saying God is a jealous God also. So we as a people, we can be jealous of something. It, uh, it ours. We can be jealous of something. Now, now notice this scripture says God provoked. Provoked them. Them to jealous. Yeah. Provoked so. them to anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get them, get their mindset Mm-hmm. God has to push us in certain places. Mm-hmm. And so he provoked them but to now see the Gentiles getting the Holy Ghost now. Mm-hmm. This is for us. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so when we, instead of us saying now, well, I'm going to show them how this really works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show them how holy this really is rather than get bitter. Mm-hmm. His desire is for them to look at the Jews, the Gentiles, and say, I better step up my game. That's the mindset we have to have as when we shamar. When we hear the truth and we want to do better by the truth, that's how we hear it. We don't hear it as, oh, they think they stuff. No. Mm -hmm. They showing me up, so now I got to step up my game. Mm -hmm. If you're on a basketball team, you're supposed to be point guard, and you've turned the ball over, you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and you got a, a rookie come, and he passing the ball and getting uh, assistance and all this stuff. And you, I got to step my game. If not, I'm gonna be on the bench, right, Rex? <laughs> so now, if if I get angry enough where I don't participate, that's where it becomes it gonna come to my detriment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be off the team in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay on the bench for a while. But now, if I want to get back in the game, what I got to do? Step up my game. So when God provokes us to anything, it's for us to step up our game. Mm-hmm. It's not to pull you down. He, he, if he provokes you, it's to provoke you to push you closer to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so we get things mixed up where where things uh, come in our lives and we think it's, oh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go because uh, I'm not going to be the least thing anymore. So I'm, uh, I ain't going. I ain't going to rehearse no more. I ain't going. I just mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna call somebody else to preach. I ain't gonna preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, now your meant your 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 mindset to move from God to you. That's when we get in trouble. When we start thinking stuff of ourselves, because if we believe God, whatever state we are in, He permits it. He allows it to happen. Even the crazy stuff we do, he allows it to happen. You know, God can stop us at any time. Right? God can stop us at any time. Anytime we, and then there's some things that in our lives we can all testify. There's some stuff that we were going to do 
but he stopped it. So why do you think he couldn't stop you with the stuff you did do? (laughs) He permits it because he wanted to provoke you to realize, I need to get back to God. You hit your head a couple times, you say, hey, that wall ain't moving. (laughs) (laughs) That wall ain't getting no softer. In a certain direction, he had told you to go in a certain direction, and then you decided not to go in that direction. You went in the other direction. Then now he's going to provoke you to do what he wants you to do. That is it's common. And that's where, that's where we have to know. And I think that's part of what you are saying is that we got to be praying to God now to see what it is that he wants you to do. But most of the time we already know what he wants us to do. We don't want to go in that direction. So uh, know, God, that is not it. And so you go in a different direction. And so then now here he comes, God, and provokes you to make you understand, no, the other direction is the right way. I got and it. you say it too. Oh, I don't want this other I got I a good that. I got a good example. You remember Jonah? Oh yeah, Jonah. Jonah yeah. Jonah, Jonah was told to go preach the minister. Yeah, but he wanted he was dead. He decided. Now listen, listen. He decided. Nineveh was wicked. Yeah. Now that was true. Yeah. The truth of Matthew <laughs> that, that was the truth. Nineveh was wicked because it came up in God's nostril, right? So he he was the solution to Nineveh's problem. But he decided, I ain't doing nothing with them people. That good word. I ain't going to preach. Go preach. He decided, I'm going to go the opposite way. Right. Guess what God did? Stir up a storm. Did he provoke him? He provoked him. And guess what? When, when, when the lock fell, when the lock fell, they figured out it was Jonah. Was that God? And guess what Jonah did? Jonah, Jonah said, throw me overboard. Thinking that he was going, I'm going to just, I'd rather die than do a God thing. That's a bad place to be. He, he's saying, I'd rather die than to obey God. I ain't going to go preach to them folks. No, I'd rather be dead. Good Lord. That's a sad faith. But in all of that, in all of that, look at God, though. Look at the grace of God. In all of that, when he got overboard, God sent a big fish. Yeah. Big enough to house Jonah so he can talk to him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonah said, I ain't going to do nothing. God said, oh, yeah, you're going you, you to you, you, what they say, hook or crook? You don't do it. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do it. So God was provoker. <laughs> Jonah was in the, in the <laughs> oil belly. Um, and then we start coming around his neck. He said, he's about to die. <laughs> I better give in. So he's provoked. When he got out of the whale belly, a three-day journey took him how many days? One day. What? I can imagine Joe. What he, he was trying to get up out of there. <laughs> he was so glad to be on the whale belly. <laughs> he was, I mean, think about it now. Three day journey, he did it in one. 
Yeah. Bless God, they had nothing on him. <laughs> and he preached wow. so much and so that they even put the channels on, on the fast. My God. The dogs and cats and everybody was on fast. Everybody was fast and repented. <laughs> but God would provoke us because he loved us. Yeah. And so Jonah is, is a perfect, perfect, example. <laughs> perfect example that, that God would provoke us yeah. because he loves us and he wants to pull us in to do his will. Mm-hmm. We were sent here for his purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah's purpose was to go preach the name. He didn't want to do it. I'm going, I'm going to touch I'm going with, I'm going with, no, he wanted to go to hell. He wants, after he preached and they repent and God said, don't. He ain't gonna uh, uh, curse them. Right. He got in the tree and started talking, saying, "Man, I'm gonna preach another day. You should have burned him." <laughs> he wanted God to to burn them both up, even after they repent. That's how bad. That's how bad we get. We 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 want. It's all about how what we feel. Do you think we 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 experience that now? That's something. That talks about how God takes how God takes us to be Want to do his own thing, so the army folks they had whoever his leader had told him to do something. He was saying he was told he told him he wasn't gonna do it. No, we ain't not doing that. Now you're in the army now, and you telling somebody your captain or whoever you're not gonna do something. <laughs> they said, okay, fine, Mr. Bennett, we're gonna put you in the hole. <coughs> he said, Auntie. When they decide they'll let me out of that hole, I say, Master, <laughs> sir, whatever you want to do, look, I'm here for you. But I'm telling you, that worked out for his good. All the time that he had to be in the service, he learned how to be obedient. He learned how to be obedient. And I believe he learned how to trust God, too, because God did bring him on out of that hole. But he was in there, and he wanted to get out. Before, he was going to be in the service and walking around telling people what he wasn't going to do. You know, trying to, trying to, and we're going to make him make his own self. I'm going to say this and I'll be thinking. I had someone to tell me the other day, I was asking them a question uh, about um, uh, why I hadn't seen you in a while. 
and they said, um, I wasn't, I'm, I'm fine, but I wasn't able to sing. Well, I said, well, you really could come in and sit in the field? The reason why they wasn't coming is because they weren't singing. I said, oh, my God, if real, we are real Christians, really think like that? <laughs> You know, I ain't no use of me going because I can't go up in the choir because something's going on with my throat, so I can't sing. So I ain't going today. I'm watching online. Now, that is really, really, I believe that is where we are. A lot of us are right there to watch online and have not come out of it yet. So we need to be praying for that, that people come on back out because the Word of God said that we should not protect the assembly of ourselves. Uh, together. Amen. We need to start encouraging people to come out. The Amen. internet is not giving it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you can get blessed, but you can get blessed, but it's a difference when you can really embrace one another and be in the household with one another. Plus, the Bible and all you said, you should do that. Yeah. And so Paul, Paul is rounding out now or uh, uh, the rejection of God's righteousness. God has a great plan for us. And a simple plan. All we have to do is confess <laughs> with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and we shall be saved. But they refuse. They want to keep going to the priest. Because what people do is defer or defer their responsibility on others. Mm. But now the responsibility, because you know sometimes when people uh, have a disability, Mm -hmm. they really don't want to get healed. Because that check looks pretty good every month. Mm -hmm. And so now, let's say even some folks who were slaves didn't want to be free from slavery because the master supplied everything they needed, not want mm-hmm. <laughs> needed. Right? Mm-hmm. Food, place to stay, all that was supplied. But now when you become free, guess who have to supply the place? You got it. That's a responsibility some people don't want. Mm-hmm. And so as awesome. Christians, yeah. we don't want this responsibility of being a child of God. Mm-hmm. We want we want to be a child of God. We want the benefits of being a child of God, but we don't want the responsibility. And that with with, our, with every everything we get, there's responsibility. And so we have to make sure that we're responsible for the life we live. Mm-hmm. So when when other people see it, he said, "If I be lifted up, I'll draw men." And he said, "Let your light so shine before men that they will see." Your good work. You didn't say his good work now. See, your good work and glorify the Father in heaven. Yeah. So we are responsible to, sh- to do good works mm-hmm. and not so where he can be glorified. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that, that, that's where we need to be and stop rejecting the plan of God yeah. and rejecting the responsibility because we are obligated right. to do the will of God. Obligated. Yeah. Hey, y'all, you, you guys know Jermaine Copeland, the uh, writer of Prayers That Avail Much? Y'all remember her? 
I used to invite her all the time to come to the light to um, do all the conferences. But her book about prayers that avail much is dealing with her son David. A lot of her prayers, a lot of her books. He was in certain ways. He was doing drugs, and he was certain things that happened to him. She was writing prayers on that. That book was really big. I think still is, I guess. But um, the thing was, when David got delivered, her son got delivered. Started working with her. He got delivered. So she said, and she said, I don't even know what what to do with myself now. (laughs) Because now David delivered, and he's the one now that's preaching the gospel and doing all this stuff. And I was thinking, well, that is your prayer book. So now you you need to be writing a book now about David's deliverance. (laughs) But she wasn't thinking that. All this uh, trauma. So mm-hmm. she got used to writing about that. And so it was very, very um, um, easy for us to get caught in, in, a, in a certain way. And we just used to doing that. And then when God say no, the shift, we got to shift now. Shift. We don't want to shift from one thing to another. It seemed like to me that would have been an easy shift. Yeah. Okay, now the Holy Ghost has come. I think Priscilla had to do. Priscilla's shift. Yeah, the shift. Yeah, the shift. That's where I preach that word. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, that word for preach all the time. I got that. Amen. Amen. We thank God. We uh, uh, we have two more verses left in this chapter. Two more. We hope to get to it next week. But we thank God for this word because it it is rich and powerful. And we just study it and live by it. Uh, somebody will see us, and they want to glorify God. So we, we thank God for uh, this opportunity. Those of you online, you're going to give an offering to your Noonday Bible Study. Go ahead on our app online and give that offering. And then uh, we want you to text the amount you gave so we can uh, re- re- record it to 770-906-0607. 770-906-0607, and we want those of you in line to on here in the building to get your offering together and let us pray. Father God, we thank you for being able to give God. We ask you to bless it. Oh, God, multiply it, oh, God, that it will go forth. And we thank you for the souls that will be saved because of this offering, Lord God. Bless it right now. Bless the administration of it in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we ask you right now to dismiss us from this place but never from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we thank God for you guys, and we see you next week, same time.